Welcome to the Living Faith Missionary Church Podcast. You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Chris Starn, Senior Pastor at Living Faith in Yoder, Indiana. It is our prayer that this message is an encouragement and a blessing to your life. Well, good morning, church. It's a... Uh... It's a blessing to be here on such a beautiful morning, isn't it? I mean, a little cooler, but hey, it's fall, right? I mean, uh, we should expect this, and uh, in our yard, the leaves are starting to come down already. So, um, Somebody asked me earlier, uh, why do you speak funny? No, they didn't say it that way. Um, but they said, we, we detect a bit of an accent, so where did that come from? I'm, I'm from England um, originally, although I, I never really lived in England long. That's why my accent is such a mess. Um, so... But uh, we moved to the States in 1984 uh, to Port Huron, Michigan, and uh, I was in in secular employment until 94, and then sensed the Lord saying, uh, you need to plant a church. So we planted a church in uh, Romeo, Michigan, um, for the missionary church up in Michigan. And uh, uh, after that, we sensed the Lord saying, actually, it was one Sunday morning, Father's Day, um, in uh, 2002 that uh, we had a missionary speak who had come from India. And uh, I went home to my family and said, uh, how about moving to India? We were there within a year, having, having raised all the support we needed to raise and so forth. So it was a God thing. So we were there for about two and a half years. Then I came back um, to World Partners here at the headquarters and was responsible for uh, missionaries in Europe. Um, Wanted to be back on in hands-on, so then moved to Peoria, Illinois area, where I pastored a church there for the missionary church. And then in 2012, came here to Fort Wayne again to work at the regional office. And um, and I both work at the regional office and at the national office. So, um, And I don't know about yourself, but when you, when you say to the Lord, okay, I, I'll do what you want me to do, it seems like he takes you on a journey that... It's almost like you don't know where it's going. And so I've asked the Lord, you know, a number of times I've said, well, I really enjoy what I'm doing, so I, I wouldn't mind retiring from here. But, but then it's like five years later, the Lord says, I think you should go do this. So I've asked the Lord what he wants me to do when I grow up. I, 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 I don't know yet. Um, I do know where I'm headed, right? And that's one of the things, Sherry, I love that in the, in the, in the hymns. I don't know if you've noticed, but when, when you sing hymns and when you read the hymns, not always, but regularly, the last verse speaks of heaven and where we're going, right? And, and I, I, um, I am looking forward to going to heaven. Anybody else? Right? It's a good place. My grandfather was influential I have ADD, so I go all over the place. You know, I mean, I don't know if you noticed that, but my grandfather was influential in my spiritual journey early on, and he would say, "Stevie said, I'm, uh, I'm anxious about going to heaven." I said, "Really? Um, you know, if there's any place I, I'm not too concerned about going, it's, it's heaven." Um, and he said, "Yeah." He says, "I don't like crowds, and, and when I wake up in heaven, there'll be crowds, huge crowds." I just laughed and said, "Grandpa." I mean, it'll, the focus isn't going to be on you, right? It's going to be on Jesus, the Father. And, and so, uh, yeah, I can't wait. But I love that in the old hymns. Thank you for singing those. And, and, and then hearing the organ, thank you for playing that. I mean, oh, uh, so many times those songs, 
and, and as I was listening to the songs and, and singing them and thinking of the message that I, I hope to share this morning, oh my, the, the hymns reflect scripture so much, don't they? They just speak scripture out to you. And um, that's, that's such a blessing. You know, something that's pretty unique, I, I wanted to share this because I read this in my, my devotions this morning. Um, I don't know what Bible version you use, but in my reading this year through the Bible, I'm using the New Living Translation. And, <clears throat> you know, in the Old Testament, where uh, the prophets speak, or, or sometimes there's a historical date that is spoken of. And this is not my, the message, by the way. This is just an introductory thing. Um, it says, in, in the year that King Uzziah died. For example, you know, in Isaiah, right? So we have kind of a sense as to when it is. But in some instances, it actually gives the day that it, it, it was spoken. So um, this morning I was reading, and, and this is how it would say in the... Um, in the Hebrew, the, the direct translation, it says, in the 21st day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. Okay, so when you read that, it's like, okay, all right, specific day, right? This is how the New Living Translation goes back and says, well, what, what day was that? What date was that? So this is what I read this morning. Then, on October 17th of that same year, this happened to me about two months ago as well. No, a month ago, as I was speaking at um, the, the, the new church plant that we've um, established in the, in the central region in Columbia City. They had asked me to speak there. And the day I was preparing for it, it, it had the same thing. It was like, on this day, and it was that day, I, I took a second glance at my watch. This is today. So maybe this is a word for you, to encourage you. Listen, listen to what... This is from Haggai, right, chapter 2, and it was um, when the Israelites had come back from the exile in Babylon, right? They'd come back, they'd started building the temple, and they, they had kind of stopped. They'd become lethargic because it wasn't as, as nice as it was before. I wonder if this is a word for us, even now, after the pandemic. But this is what it says. Then on October 17th of that same year, the Lord sent another message through the prophet Haggai. And he talks to Zerubbabel and Jeshua and so forth. And to the remnant of God's people there in the land. Is there anyone who can remember this house, the temple, as it was before? In comparison, how does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. But now take courage. Zerubbabel, says the Lord, take courage, Yeshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Take courage, all you people still left in the land, says the Lord. Take courage, you people of living faith in the Lord. Take courage and work, for I am with you, says the Lord Almighty. My spirit remains among you, just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So do not be afraid. And it goes on to say, God says, I will fill this place with glory. I read that this morning and I thought, I need to share that with you. I, I think maybe the Lord wants to tell you something. Don't be discouraged. This, this pandemic thing, this silly thing, has caused all of us to be in a, a whirlwind, right? And, and uh, churches, as they're coming back, we, we don't know who's in and who's out, 
right? I mean, uh, some people are still watching on the TV, and uh, some are in, in person and so forth. And so we don't know who, who's really connected with us still. Take courage. The Lord is with you. Don't be afraid. He is with you in what you do. So that was just what I read this morning, and I thought I should share that with you. Because it's just interesting, isn't it, that the Lord would have me read. On October 17th, what happened on October 17th? What was it, maybe 2,700 years ago? It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Hmm. I wonder if the Lord wants to speak. And what one of the things that really fits in is that it's my prayer as, as we as we look at this, the ironic blessing this morning, that you indeed would leave here, not just with, oh, that was great, that was a good sermon. Hopefully you would say that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want you to leave this morning having experienced God saying, I am blessing you. Individually and as a church. I bless you. That's my hope. That's my prayer. Is that you will truly have an experience of him. So, I'm going to ask you to do something that maybe you don't do every Sunday. Maybe pray for each other. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But, uh, the ironic blessing. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that term or not. But, uh, this is what it is. If you look it up, it's in Numbers 6, 22 through 27. Once, once you start reading it, you will recognize it. It's, um, it's something that I'm sure you've heard many times before. Um, so uh, if you want to go to the next slide, it's, it's up there for you. That's the ironic blessing. Let me read it for you. For you. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron, that's why it's the ironic blessing, and his sons. This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that this morning, as we meet in your presence, uh, we, would, we would not remember my words, but we would remember your word. Lord, that we would hear you say to us individually and corporately this blessing upon us. Lord, we ask that you would turn your face toward us today. Be gracious to us and give us peace as we meet with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Have you ever wondered how to bless someone? You know, I, I think I think we... Um, I, at the end of my emails, every uh, uh, email I have at the end, I say, blessings, Stephen. But have you ever wondered how we can bless people? This is a, a, a unique blessing here in number six. 
at verse 22 and 23. It says, The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you would bless the Israelites. Notice those first words. The Lord said to Moses. This was not a prayer that Moses developed. It wasn't something that Aaron said, hey, this, this would be a good way to bless people. No. God told Moses, he said, Moses, I want you to tell Aaron to this is how you are to bless the people. Right? So this blessing is not a man-made thing. It's not a Moses-made thing. It's, it's God saying, this is what I want. This is my word to you, the Israelites, through Aaron and his sons. So if you think of then blessing somebody, and as you think of praying for somebody, obviously we like to pray things that God wants because we know, 1 John 5 verse 14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, right? So if we pray something that God wants for somebody, we can be assured that he is going to do that, right? So here is a prayer. You can pray for somebody because we know God wants it for them. We know this is a word that God says to people to say, this is my desire for you. And then it goes on, tell Aaron and his sons. Well, Aaron was the priest at the time, right? And his sons were the priests. Are you and I priests? We are, aren't we? Peter talks about that. You're a chosen people. You are, a royal, you are royal priests. You and I are priests. As we have come to follow Jesus, you and I are priests. So I think it's appropriate to see that as the Lord said, tell Aaron and his sons to so the next generation, and it's generation to generation to generation, that you and I can look at this and say, this is the way God wants us to bless people. This is how he wants us to pray for people. And what does God say that he will do then? Look at verse 27. So they will put my name on the Israelites, and I will bless them. When when we pray this blessing, when we bless this, or we use this blessing to bless people, God says, in that way, you will put my name on on them. We are known as Christians. He has put his name on us, right? But this is God saying, I will put my name on you. And what does he say? I will bless them. Not maybe I'll bless them. I might bless them. No. God says, I will bless them. We can confidently pray this. Can't we? For other people. And for each other. So, I'm, I, I'd like to ask you to, if, if you're two together, great. Otherwise, go into twos and pray this prayer for the other person. Pray this prayer 
just just read it. Okay, it's up here. So if you want to move or if you want to make it twos and threes, just make sure that everybody is prayed for. So um, can we do that? My wife and I are, uh, we have a, a bunch of kids. We have eight kids and I think 12 or 13 grandchildren. And uh, we're going to a, a, a conference this Thursday and Friday called Legacy Grandparenting. And um, I'm challenged to pray this prayer for our grandchildren. For my, for my children, but for our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. What a wonderful prayer to pray for people, isn't it? So let's, let's look at, at the prayer itself. So the next one is, say to them, the Lord bless you. How many of us would like God to bless us? The, the interesting thing, though, is that I think we often misunderstand what God's blessing is. Don't we? I... Um, I personally feel that um, it's, it's hard to see the spiritual because we have six senses, right? They're all physical, right? They're all in the physical world. But there is a spiritual world, and, and we need to learn and to grow into seeing in that world, right? It's different, and, and we need to grow in that. But we usually look at blessings um, generally, in the in the physical world, we we say, oh, God has blessed me with good health, right? Or or God has blessed me with a great job, or God has blessed me with financial security, um, wh- whatever that might mean. Well, if that really is God's blessing, then for some reason He's not blessing Christians in China or in the Middle East because many of them don't have those things. Now, I'm not saying that that is not a blessing from God, but when we look at what blessing actually means, think, think of the Sermon on the Mount. Right? What does Jesus say? Does he say, blessed are the healthy? 
Um, no. <laughs> he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are happy? No. Blessed who are those who mourn? Right? Blessed are the powerful leaders? No. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Blessed are those who are merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. We know people who are pure in heart, don't we? Oh boy, they're blessed. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Ooh, yuck. Blessed are you when people insult you. Huh. Boy, in that way, we're, we're becoming more and more blessed in America, aren't we? Right. I mean, people are insulting Christians left, right, and center. Jesus says we're blessed. When that happens, when they persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. <laughs> wow. He says rejoice and be glad. Why? Because great is your reward in heaven, right? We, we sang the, the hymns with the focus on eternity. That's our focus. We're, we're just tenting here, right? We're tabernacling here on earth. This is just a temporary blip in eternity. For eternity we can be with God. So our perspective of God's blessing might be, uh, I mean, obviously because of the culture in which we live where, and where we live, it's westernized. It, it's it's an, the American way of looking at, okay, what is blessing? But God's blessing has eternal perspective. And though maybe that means that today, here where I live, it might not be quite as comfortable as I'd like for it to be, my eternity is going to be wonderful. And ultimately, that's more important, I think, right? It's a lot longer <laughs> than the 70, 80, 90 years we have here on earth. But God means, I mean, blessing, what is it? To benefit, to show favor toward. Would we not want God to bless us with what he knows is best for us? I think we so often become disappointed at God because we have expectations of how he is to bless us. And when that doesn't happen, we get frustrated. So the Lord bless you is the beginning of the prayer. And then it goes on. And the Lord keep you to protect and guard. Jesus prayed that in, in John 17, didn't he? Where he, it's called the high priestly prayer. He says in verse 11, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name. The people, the, the disciples he had built into. In verse 15 he says, my prayer is that you protect them from the evil one. I've done, I've preached a few times on the Lord's Prayer. And if you look at the Lord's Prayer, it's interesting how the first three requests are related to God. Your kingdom come, your will be done, may your name be honored, right? I mean, that's the first three. Then the next one is, give us this day our daily bread. Very, very realistic, what we need for today. And then it goes on, forgive our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us, right? Dealing with the evil in our hearts, in our lives. 
And then Jesus says, and then lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Let me, let me ask you, how often do you pray that God will keep you from evil? And, and you know, pointing like that means that's the three fingers going back to me too, right? I wonder if our lives may not have been very different, very different, if we had prayed that more often. Lord, keep me from evil. Deliver me from the evil one. Protect me. Lead me not into temptation. Wow, I, I think most likely we would have sinned less. Would you, would you agree? And that would have been good. <laughs> right? But it, isn't it funny? We don't pray like that. And yet, here in this blessing, God, God is saying to Aaron, you know, this is what you're to pray for the people. Keep them. That the Lord would keep you. And then Jesus repeats that in the, in the uh, Lord's Prayer. Deliver me from evil. Talking about the spiritual realm, Ephesians 6, you're familiar with that, right? The, the spiritual armor we put on. Friends, the, the, the battle we are fighting is not the ones we see with our eyes. It's a spiritual battle. And we need God to keep us, to protect us, to deliver us. Now, praise the Lord. He has won the victory. Amen? We, we, we don't, we're not defeated in that situation. But, we need to continually ask God, God, protect me. God, keep me from sin. Deliver me from the evil one. Jude, Jude 1, another, another one where there's a blessing that is um, uh, placed on the people, and you've heard it most likely. Um, many times it's uh, used at the end of a service. To him who is able to keep you from falling. And to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord. Before all ages now and forevermore. Amen. The Lord who is able to keep you from falling. So as we pray this for our children, for ourselves, first of all, this, this prayer. But then for our children and grandchildren. May the Lord keep you. As a grandparent, I think about the world that my children and grandchildren are growing up into. And it's not going to be easier for them to be a follower of Jesus Christ, right? Wow. Do we not need to fervently pray, God, keep them. Keep them close to yourself. Keep them from evil. Right? So again, what a very significant part in this um, blessing that we're told to pray. It goes on and then it says, the Lord make his face shine upon you. Um, when, when you read that, I, I don't know how you respond. It's like, okay, well, what does that mean? Are you familiar uh, with brain science? Um Brain science is the, is the study of how the brain works. Now, how, do, how do we learn? How do we experience things? How, um, you know, they're able to now put all these things on your head and they tell, can tell exactly what part of your brain fires when you do certain things and so forth. Well, 
um, brain science has found that we operate better when we are in a, a state of joy. When, when, when we have joy, then we receive things from our external impetus. We, we learn things more easily. If you're afraid, I mean, we know this, right? I mean, if we're afraid, we just go back to what we always do and, and lash out or, or, or do something that is, is just almost second nature, which often is not the right thing to do. But when there's joy in us, brain science has found that we learn better. Well, as we go through our day, apparently, and I wouldn't be surprised that that's true here when you come to church or when you're with family members, we are scanning the horizon. We're looking around to see who is pleased to be with us. We look at people's faces and they, they, when their eyes say, hey, I'm glad to see you, it makes us feel good. It, it, it encourages us and it enables us to then let our guards down and we learn better. So brain science has found that, yes, that's indeed what we do, we look around, and when we find people like that, you've been into a crowd, and you look around and say, who do I know? Oh, oh, they, oh there's somebody that I know. I'm going to go right up to them because they make me feel good. I, I can connect, right? We learn that way. So brain science is telling us this, and that happiness is expressed in our face. Little children, as they grow up, they delight to see the mother's face. Actually, when, when you, um, there's been studies done that show that if a, if a mother, if a child is distressed and the mother's not there and comes in and smiles and engages with their face, they, re, they settle down quickly. If the mother comes in and doesn't show a happy face but is a neutral face, the child doesn't settle down. They're, they're still uncomfortable inside. So brain science shows us that a face is a tremendous sense of joy. So we could paraphrase this, and, and um, it does talk here about God's face, where it says, the Lord make his face shine upon you, something like this. May you feel the joy of God's face shining on you because he is happy to be with you. Oh, doesn't that feel good? Imagine seeing God's face saying, Sherry, I delight in you. I'm glad to be with you. Jeff, I'm, I'm glad to be with you. Ed, I'm glad to be with you. Oh, do you see the face? My face, I'm so happy to be with you. Wow, that would make us feel good, wouldn't it? That's what it's saying here. That we're praying that the people we're blessing this with, that they would see and sense God's face. Toward them. Hmm. What a beautiful thing. We, we don't read this much in the, in the NIV, unfortunately, because the translation leaves things out. For example, Psalm 89, verse 15. It says in the NIV, Blessed are those who walk in the light of your presence. Oh, okay. All right. That's great. The Hebrew actually says, literally, in the light of your face. Psalm 16, 11. You will fill me with joy in your presence. The Hebrew reads, there is abundance of joy with your face. I mean, it's kind of weird to translate it that, right? I mean, there's abundance of joy with your face. 
what does that mean? <laughs> but it's when we recognize and see God's face looking upon us that there's joy. And you could go on, Psalm 21, verse 6. Surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. Which, word for word in Hebrew is, you make him happy with joy with your face. God's face upon you? Oh my goodness. And don't think, I mean, how, how often do we think that God's face is with a stick in his hand wanting to beat us up because we've done something wrong? That is not what I understand Jesus coming to do. No, no. He is delighted in people. He delights in you. And when he sees you, he lights up because he says, I like and love you. What a blessing to know that. So, as we pray this prayer of blessing upon people, the Lord make his face shine upon you. May you see him looking at you with joy. Delighted to see you. Prayer goes on and be gracious to you. Do I need to say anything about God's grace toward us? I mean, we, we see it in Jesus. How did he treat people? What a wonderful way he treated people. Especially those who recognized his need, their need of him, right? Those who thought they didn't need him, he was very clear with them. But boy, what grace we see in Jesus. That's our prayer for people. Be gracious to you. God giving us things that we don't deserve, right? Grace is God giving us that which we don't deserve. Mercy is his holding back the punishment we truly deserve. But grace, giving us the good things that we don't deserve. And then it goes on to say again, this face. What does it say? The Lord turn his face toward you. The Lord turn his face toward you. To watch over you, be present with so as we, as we pray this, we're asking God to make people aware that he is present with them. Right? How, how many of you have experienced that? When God has said, even as I was reading this morning from Haggai, right? Don't be afraid, I'm with you. Have you, have you experienced God telling you that at times? I'm sure you have. Pardon? Okay, that would be one time. Right. I mean, where God says, hey, I am with you. I'm going to walk with you for the rest of your life. I'm never going to leave you, Jesus said, right? But as we experience that, I, I had an experience when I was in a situation where life was not easy. It was pretty tough. And at, at night, I was in bed and I was crying. And uh, Becky, my wife, turned to me and said, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm good. Jesus just told me he loves me. And it wasn't a voice that I heard, but it was just a very clear, Steve, it's tough. Don't forget, I love you. And that just gave me, which is the next thing, that peace, that sense of, 
Phew, all is well. It's okay. It's okay. My, my circumstances are, are a mess, but it's okay. I'm okay. And give you peace. Peace is, in the Old Testament, such a, a huge concept. It's the shalom, right? You've heard that expression, shalom. And, and Jewish people still use that as they greet one another. Shalom. Peace. It's, it's a sense of, yeah, sense of well-being, that all is well. It's, it's okay. It's kind of like what will happen in heaven when we're in heaven. There will be peace. There will be that shalom. There will be that well-being. That's, it's all well because God is in control. He is here. Evil is banished. It's well. And we can experience some of that here on earth now. So as we, as we pray that prayer, that's what we're asking for people. That they would, they would know that God is with them. We can, we can face so much more when we have a real sense of God is with us. And then the peace that he gives. So I want to close this service this morning with um, a video. Uh, it's by um, Kerry Job, who is a worship leader. And this song came out early March last year, before all of the lockdown stuff, all of the, all of the pandemic consequences and so forth. She'll explain a little bit about how they came to write this song, but it's this, these verses. So they didn't write these verses, right? But they put it to song. And I don't know if, you, if you've seen it, but um, during the pandemic, people picked up on this. And there were hundreds of versions. I didn't see them all. But there was an African version where via Zoom, they had had people sing different pieces and they put it all together to make it into this song. Or there was an Australian version or a British version. There was one even for Pittsburgh, I think it was, where people from Pittsburgh sang this over the city of Pittsburgh. And every time I heard it, it, it brought me to tears to think that this is how God wants to bless us. And to think of the timing of it Right before, as the pandemic is starting, here we are, doing what God said we are to do. Bless the people in this way. So, Ed, do you want to do? Uh, do you want to play this? And it's it's a long thing. It's about 12 minutes, but I'll I'll cut in about nine minutes. And what I'd like you to do is just you'll you'll hear the introduction how how they. Um, how she introduces it. But then as they sing it, just close your eyes and um, receive this as God's blessing to you. This is God's desire. The Lord said to Moses, the Lord said to living faith, this is how I want you to bless, be blessed. So let's listen to that. Shall we, add? And I'll, I'll close. At the this end. morning, if that's okay, this morning, if that's okay, I didn't try to pin lyric and melody and after a couple of hours, it just felt like the presence of God just stopped everything. And we wrote a song called The Blessing. And it's straight from scripture. And it's the heart of the Father over us as his kids. 
And we're going to sing it this morning, if that's okay. And this is a blessing over you and your family and your children. So just receive this this morning. Just put your hands out in front of you. Turn your heart to a place of just receiving the blessing of heaven from God himself over you this morning. Children and their children and 
their children pay his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children
the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining Living Faith on our YouTube channel. My prayer is that this message today has encouraged you and strengthened your faith in Jesus Christ. We would love to connect with you, so please subscribe to our channel and hit the bell so that you get updated when we add a new message. Also, please leave any comments you might have in the comments section. We would love you to join us live for our service on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. We hope you have a great day today. God bless.